Poverty Light. And I'm Rick Rupenthal. Welcome to An Honest Look. Where we look at transformation from the inside out. Unplugged. Unscripted. And in the moment. Hey, welcome. Welcome, Fat Tea. Good afternoon, Rick. Yes, it is a good afternoon. I, I understand it's a bit wee bit cold in new york <laughs> it's crispy it's a little crispy like you go crispy. outside you won't you won't feel your hands anymore yeah it's it's a true new york winter uh, i should say finally but i mean it's what we are used to or we're yeah. used to but yeah. in the last few years it's been warmer overall and getting cold like later now it's kind of late for it to get cold but it is cold it is very cold we're yeah. below, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is in Celsius, but we're definitely. <laughs> well, it's, <laughs> it's below our freezing point, that's for sure. Yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's yeah, cold. And, it, and where I live, it doesn't necessarily get that cold, although this last few weeks has been um, really weird. I mean, we've had like almost a couple of feet of snow, and, and <clears> now we're into rain, and and warm weather so everything's melting away but we had snow too <laughs> oh really yeah it was maybe like half an inch it was a joke oh. <laughs> but you know i covered everything it all looked white for half a yeah. day um yeah. and then but if you went outside the city which i did this weekend yeah you got some you know some like sledding going on for the kids <laughs> it was enough snow for that you know just going up north yeah. Uh, but in the city, it just didn't really last. It was like a wake up in the morning and the kids were super excited. And then they got back from school and they were really upset. <laughs> the snow was basically Perfect. like Perfect. mushy and watery. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the um, and uh, welcome. Welcome, Rob um, and others in, into the into the show Hi, as, we, as, as we progress. Um, so we, we had an assignment. We gave ourselves an assignment after, after uh, last last week, didn't we? <laughs> we did. And it was, you know, it seemed easy, but it wasn't, right? It was like, oh, wow, how do I choose three books, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and at the same time, I was like, you know what? Just start with a beginner's mind. What would be three books to start with? Mm. And I think that kind of, or like three books that would give you the most widest perspective, that would for me the way i chose them it's like different um you know one is more a scientific approach the other one is more around you know like um just belief systems and many other things as well yeah. but you yeah. know and and the other one is a little more spiritual yeah. because i really believe that we're layered beings and there's we there's so much about us that that's like um it works together Right? Yes. We're not just our bodies, we're not just our spirit, we're not just our mind, we're yeah. all of it. So yeah. that's how I pick my three books. What about um, you? Well, um, as you know, I, I can overthink a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and I both. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like, you know, so you say like, oh, this got to be, this is going to be easy, right? So, but I, I, I started to reflect back on something similar to what you were saying about okay so like if i was to sort of introduce you know a personal development or a personal um growth journey or, or however you want to want to call it uh to somebody um what would be kind of a progression kind of a thing and it and it turns out that a lot of the three books i picked is kind of a pr progression for me um even though i've been at this sort of for I don't know, I'm close to 40 years. I can't, I, I probably can't number the, the, the number of books I've read has got to be in the hundreds. It's easily mm -hmm. in the hundreds. Um, and, and a lot of it um, was, was good. Like I, I, I still have my collection behind the curtain there. Um, and I find it sometimes really hard to get, get, uh, get rid of them because they, there's some sentimental value to them. There's because I, I remember almost the, the, the time of my lifeline where I was at that point. And, and so it's, it's, it's all transitioning, but there's so many, there's so many good books out there. There's so many good authors and, 
and um but that's about what you just said is such a good point right in what what moment of your life did you read that book and how mm -hmm. did it speak to you right yeah uh, that's such a such a crucial distinction like thing to emphasize right when we look at this you know like not every suggestion is gonna be you know the best uh you know it's not gonna resonate with everyone and it's not gonna be the best book for everyone depending on where they're at in that moment, right? But we can only share what it has meant to us and why you feel that it's a good read. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 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 it's also fun to, I've gone back to books before and discovered new chapters. <laughs> sort of like, oh, uh, when did that chapter get written? Because I never <laughs> remember it before, you know, it's like, and, and something resonates different. And as you, as you raise your level of understanding or level of consciousness, depending on how you want to, you know, phrase it, you start to look at things differently. So the books that you read in that moment uh, tend to look quite different, um, you know, and, um, and I know, you know, like, like even some of the spiritual teachings and religious teachings that I've had in the past, I've gone back, I've gone back and, and, opened them up and looked at different passages that meant something before. And now they have a different flavor or a different meaning to them. Now it's, uh, it's, it's really cool. I, I, I've been really, really enjoying my, my journey. Nice. Yeah. yeah it's, um, I love when I, I mostly listen to books. I don't, um, I read some books, but I mostly listen to them mm -hmm. and I just love how I'm able to just like, get into the book you know as i'm listening to it and yeah. just uh, become a part of it so it's a to, to me reading is such an experience like it's it's really like um enveloping into the book right and then when i notice that i'm not really paying attention or that i just miss a part i either pause it or rewind it i rewind a lot actually sometimes and when i start doing it too much then i'm like i probably need a break from <laughs> listening to this right yeah. um it's interesting because i i think i saw something on mind valley today about how you know like binging on a book is not necessarily good just because of the way our, bra our brains retain information it's just much easier for your brain to retain small chunks over mm -hmm. like big chunks because you only remember 50 percent of you know what you you read, you pretty much forget most of it, yeah, yeah. right away. Yeah. So yeah, so it makes sense. And there are days that my, my attention, my focus is a lot more sharp. And, and, and there are days that it's just, I'm just, my brain's just wandering. Right? Yeah. I'm like, okay, I need to re-listen to that whole chapter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, I'm not yeah. racing anyone here. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I, I love audiobooks too, and I discovered them uh, when I had a very long commute to go to work, I had, I, I had pretty close to 90 minutes to commute one way. So it was, um, you know, and it, and it's the same drive over and over again, but it, I, when somebody introduced me to audiobooks, I thought, Oh my God, like what, why haven't I heard about these before? Um, and it, and it just made the trip so enjoyable. So yeah, I'm a big fan of audiobooks and particularly if the author is the one that's doing the the, the reading, uh, the reading yeah. it makes it even that much more special for me anyways uh, listening to the voice the, the other thing that it's a really yeah and i think i learned this from jim quick uh the other thing that's really fascinating that i didn't know uh that he mentioned is that when you listen to something if your your mind starts wandering, if you if you put the speed at which your the person you know the book is being read a little bit higher, your brain now has to pay more attention, and that actually works really well for me. I listen to everything like one point two five or one sometimes even one and a half times speed, depending on how slow the person reads. It's very true. It's very true. Your brain, when your brain starts wandering, yeah, it, it, it's because it's bored. It doesn't, yeah. you know, but when it, when it's challenged to keep up now, it has to really pay attention. So uh -huh. he obviously he does a much better job at explaining it, but I gave it a try and it really works for me. And that's how I listen to everything. In fact, if I can't make anything any faster, I get a little annoyed. <laughs> 
So <laughs> speaking slowly to you might not be a good plan. <laughs> no, especially as a New Yorker. <laughs> yeah, come on, get on with it, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no anxiety in that or anything, but... <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, but, you know, jokes aside, it is really, there's actually scientific research behind, you know, all yeah. of this that I'm, you know, telling you. Oh, yeah. So, so that's one thing. And the other thing that he talks about is like listening and, and moving or doing something else where it doesn't require like your full attention. The, the the task or the thing that you're doing really helps you get, you know, into the reading and pay more attention. And now I can't remember what the reason was. It there was there was a specific reason why the the brain, you know, is able to to focus more when you're also doing something else you actually i think it has to do with like doing a kinesthetic action or you know i can't remember honestly like i don't want to just put out there things that yeah i'm not sure about but th there was yeah. a reason for that too and i just naturally i know when i'm on the phone with somebody i'm naturally either doodling or walking like yeah, I, I, you, I, you know kind of a thing so there's something there's something about that definitely and and most of the time when i when i do listen to my books um, I am either on a walk, you know, kind of a thing. And then, you know, something will always inspire me from that too. Um, and then a lot of times I go, you know what, I need to really just be in nature right now. Like it's, it's so wonderful and, yeah. and, and uh, you know, I'm missing out if I, if I feel like I have to be in a book, which you don't really have to be right. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, it's like folding the laundry. <laughs> washing the dishes oh. i just have my headphones on and i yeah. you know it does two things it takes my mind off of those things that honestly i don't like to do as a mom it's like ugh, okay. laundry who wants to fold laundry you know yeah. uh, or wash dishes or load the dishwasher and load the dishwasher it's just that boring stuff that those chores that you have to do mm -hmm. every day so it just makes that task so much more pleasant because now i'm actually listening to something that i'm enjoying and yes, for some reason, I can really be in, you know, in, in the book as I listen to it that way. So yeah, very cool. Very cool. So um, we should get into our books. I'm sure people are interested in. Okay, so what the heck did we pick for 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 people? Now, <laughs> now, as a disclaimer, <laughs> that's funny, Rob, are you folding laundry? <laughs> as you listen to us, same thing, same concept. <laughs> <laughs> love it love it love it love it thanks rob it is laundry yes <laughs> it's i'm telling you makes laundry folding a whole different experience <laughs> absolutely and, and you know and 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 there's a there's a buddhist or zen saying around finding finding peace in the ordinary just I find peace in the ordinary much easier when I listen to a book than if I'm just <laughs> trying to be present <laughs> with the folding. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um um so as a disclaimer, we are not affiliated with any book selling store. <laughs> so these are these are you know these are recommendations that uh, or books that that touched us in some particular way were very helpful on our journey um, and um, and if uh, and I I think after what I'll do is after the show um, I will post that on our on our uh, website our Facebook page the books and then uh, uh, sometime sometime in the next little while i'll add descriptions and you can share your descriptions again about um about some of the highlights of the books or something like that and give people a, a chance to look at them that way um because i know that not everybody will be watching it live and somebody will be this will be recording and yeah. uh, and welcome <laughs> to those that um that are here live and uh welcome to those that are watching it sometime in the future so uh now Ladies first, which one would you like to start okay. with? So I'm going to start with the first book that I feel like really shifted my perspective on life in general, from mm -hmm. a, actually from a spiritual level. Yeah. Um, and the book is called Synchro Destiny by yeah. Deepak Chopra. 
And as I read this book, uh, it just really opened my mind to, you know, this concept of it's basically like synchronicities happening in your life and how manifestation happens and how there is this dialogue with the universe, right? Or a higher power or God, whatever you want to call it, him, her, right? Yeah. And for me, I grew up... Uh, Two cultures were very strong religiously, uh, but not neither one of my mom or dad were like religious, right? It was just where I was born. Where I was, I was born in Iran, and I was raised in Italy, and I was I did a, I didn't have a religious upbringing. And in fact, for a while, I was an atheist. Hmm. And at some point in my life, uh, some things happened. I had some experiences after I lost someone very close to me, who was my husband. And I had some experiences that back then I just wrote off as, oh, I was traumatized, or that was just a dream, or, you know, I had certain experiences that for my atheist mind didn't really make sense. But that was the beginning of the shift for me in, in believing in something beyond life and more spiritual. And, but then I kind of left it like that for many years to come until I picked up this book. And there's actually, actually another book as well that is not in my list. It would probably be book number four. But as I read this book, I really love the way he talks about it and the way he kind of challenges you to play with this concept of, you know, A, starting to notice the signs and in all these different things in life that are or in, in our lives and like in our surroundings, right? But the moment that you are aware of them, then you start noticing them, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and as I, you know, and as I started playing with this concept, I really feel like I saw more and more signs, right? I saw more and more signs and I and I started really growing this muscle of playing with something outside of myself and, and like this deep trust and the concept of surrender, right? Mm -hmm. and, and just kind of experimenting with it and see what happens, right? There, was not, I, there wasn't anything, I love the, the way the book kind of talks about all this stuff, is not, is not heavy, there's no guilt, there's no redemption, there's no like, there's none of that, you know, like more religious stuff that like, I feel like a lot of people like run away from, right? Because there's all this like responsibility, even though he is, probably saying some of the same things, right? He's just inviting you to notice that there's there's a rhyme and reason to life, right? And how things happen and that the moment that you become aware of it and you start noticing, then you, you, just, you start seeing that it's all a big puzzle and that all these different messages have come in your life. And, you know, and then you're able to put them together, right? Now, I also picked up this book right after I did a lot of hypnotherapy where I was doing that kind of work where I was really connecting dots backwards in my life, right? Just really starting to connect how certain things and certain patterns had repeated and happened in my life over and over and over again. And, and by connecting it with this book, I realized, well, it, it was those signs were always there. I just yeah. didn't know how to see them, how to understand and interpret them, right? So it started opening my mind up to seeing life from a different perspective and, and kind of dropping some of the things that I felt like either I, I knew that they were like that, but I realized they were more like conditioning, right? And, and then also like seeing things that I never saw before. Yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, I read it quite a while ago. Now I don't remember the, the full book, but that, that was, you know, I always like to, I, there's always something that you take away from a book that stays with you. Yes. And really this concept of noticing, noticing everything that happens and, and really questioning, well, what is this saying to me? And, if, and when it doesn't make sense, just staying in that uh, curiosity, of, of letting it speak to you later or making sense at a later time, right? And not wanting to kind of make sense of it or um, have the urgency to, to make, give it meaning, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, I, I, I think that's a very good book to start with. 
if you are have some questions about life right sometimes mm-hmm. we have these questions about life and what happens after life but we don't necessarily go and like ponder upon them on, or answer no. them right no. just no. let them be so and i feel like yeah. that was very fuzzy for me for a while until i read this book and then you know the the books that came after that obviously you know yeah yeah, no, he's a, and, and he's a, he's a wonderful. Uh, like I've listened to some of his lectures and various various things, and and I and I think it's important for for to bring up the distinction between, you know, a spiritual journey as as opposed to something that's that's tied to religion, because mm-hmm. we're not we're not talking about any specific type of religion, um, which is you know uh, you know um, I you know. A set of beliefs that you know people believe, kind of a thing, a group of people, like something organized, right? Um, but from a spiritual journey, for me, it's it's really a personal thing. It's really, really yeah. personal, right? Yeah. And there's nothing right or wrong about the journey. And it's wonderful when you know guys like Deepak and and Marianne Williamson and you know um, th- those individuals all point to the that essence that's behind everything um that there's there's an intelligence out there there's there's something there's something more than what we and when you notice wow right yeah and you know i like what you just said that it's uh it's such a such a personal interpretation of it right and i think that book really allows you to uh take what resonates with you yeah from it right and and I'm sure it's actually a book that I would reread. I'm sure I would read it, you know, in a very much more profound and different way next time, right? Because I have changed so much since the first time that I picked it up. Um, but I really love how it doesn't feel like anything's being pushed on you. It doesn't feel like this is his opinion or like you know, obviously there. It's, like it's an invitation to remain curious and yeah. to just experiment, like, yeah. you know, basically try for yourself. And when you do, you know, keep this in mind, you know, like see if these, all these different signs that you're seeing are telling you something, right? Yeah. Just Absolutely. play this game with me. So yeah. yeah, I really love it. Obviously it's a, it's a pretty thick book. So obviously there's a lot more to it, but, <laughs> yeah, but you got it in the nutshell and, and yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, so, so my my first book um, really came about searching for something um, because I had I had a bit of a spiritual I in my story I have a you know I had a spiritual awakening about forty years ago and uh, I found my I found I found myself with a whole lot of time in my hands about five almost six years ago now and I wanted to do something I really wanted to contribute more. Um, and so I, I, and it was my, it was really the start of the formalizing of my coaching career. And mm-hmm. so I was looking for information that was kind of validating my, that spiritual journey I had, uh, for the last 40 years, I was looking for something like something, there was something missing. Anyways, long story short, I came across a YouTube video by, um, by Michael Neal called why are we not awesomer and i thought what a wonderful question you know because because it really started off with given the fact that we have all this these resources for us to 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 do things why aren't we awesomer like why aren't we doing better out there and you know when you listen to the news or listen to other people um there's a lot of struggling going on um so anyways it 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 got me pointing to to in a certain direction of of discovering more and more and it and this was the this is where it really solidified for me that my experiences were were coming from the inside out as opposed to outside in mm-hmm. and that my circumstances and uh, although i had an inkling and i kind of had a bit of an understanding of, Michael Neal really kind of laid it out really uh, quite wonderfully. And I've, and I used the material from, from his book um, as part of, part of my workshops that are, that I ended up uh, eventually putting on over, over a couple of years. And, um, and it, and it, 
and he's a really it's it's a friendly un not really deep in in a lot of neuroscience or anything like that but very much on common sense and 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 his metaphors um uh really resonate like you know he he speaks a lot in metaphors you know he talks about how thought is the play-doh and and you know we can we can make or create anything that we you know want out of it and things like that and um and he and he also at that at that time started to point towards our innate wisdom and wellness and that started to resonate for me particularly around the post-traumatic stress and the anxiety and the depression that a lot of first responders were having because i was i was looking for simple simple ways of directing people towards that towards the quiet mind where wisdom would have a chance to speaking and things like that and so i i ended up from that book um uh i became a, a big fan of michael neal's i i i um was taking his courses I got coached by him um, and uh, started developing my coaching practice based on, on um, you know, his, um, his, the, the stuff from that and, and other ones that are, that are coming down in the book. But it was, um, it was, it was a good read, but it really started the foundation. And it's a book that I have given away several times to people to, mm-hmm. as a, as a sort of a starting point of, you know, our experiences are coming from the feelings of our thinking. It's coming from that point, not from the circumstances. And when, as people understood that more and more, I could see how they were dropping and becoming more relaxed and less depressive, less anxiety, less trapped in post-traumatic stress. So it was really quite powerful and, and really started, started the process of looking deeper, going deeper, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Kind of looking deeper and questioning some of the things that we believe for certain, right? When well, you realize that your experience is from the inside out, right? Yeah. And it's yours and unique to you. Yeah, very, very unique. And 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 there's 8 billion of them out there, right? Or 7 point, mm-hmm. whatever, how many people. <laughs> whatever, however many we are. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, no, good, good stuff. Um, so in, in, in your next book? So my next book, the, 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 next, the second book is The Code of the Extraordinary Mind by Vishen Pakiani. Yeah. And I was compelled to read this book because I, Mind Valley had changed my life. Mm-hmm. And I picked up the book and I started reading it and it changed my, my life even further, right? So I felt like, you know, what, what the Synchro Destiny did for me was it kind of gave me this uh, perspective that there's something outside of me, right? That it's not just all about me, right? Yes, this, all those experiences that you had, you were not just hallucinating. There is something, you know, it yeah. all makes sense, right? And when I picked up this book, this book was a, is very much about belief systems and what we, you know, like what he calls the rules, right, of the society. Rules. I the rules. I yes. love it. The rules, which comes from bullshit rules. So, yeah, I love it because it, it is about questioning everything. It is yeah. about like kind of uh, challenging you to challenge everything that you believe. Right. I challenge you to to tell me where this thing that you believe, where did it come from? How did you come to believe this? And as you go through the book and, you know, it gives you exercises to do and you start doing the work of like really clarifying for yourself. What am I doing here? What's my purpose? What's my vision? Like it really gets you to think about your life in all these different uh, areas of your life, right? Your social life, your love life, your family life, your yes. career, your finances, right? He gets you to really see how complex you are as a person in your life, but also like how your life runs on all these belief systems that you, most of them, you just picked up inheritance right? Either from society or from family or from culture or from religion or from whatever it is, right? It's 
how many of those have you come up with or have you decided that they fit you and your values and what feels right and good for you right mm-hmm. so to yeah. me that was a book that really um actually as i was reading it i realized my entire life i questioned everything and nothing made sense to me <laughs> right but it, it, no one ever validated that you know i was no. always like the black sheep i was always the rebel yeah, i was rebel. always the one yeah, yeah the one that was going <laughs> yeah you over there back there you know like yeah. we put her back there because she's always raising her hand and asking questions i mean literally i had teachers put me in the back row in yeah. high school because i had too many questions right they, they put they put me in the corner yeah there you go so it you know it's it it was very validating to me you know it was it but it was it was kind of like i had this innate feeling that a lot of things didn't make sense for me but i had the focus was very blurry right it was just a feeling and as i read this book i i, I really zoomed in and the picture became super clear why none of this ever like fit me why none yeah. of it felt right from a very young age right yeah. And, and, you know, and also he speaks to, you know, how some of these beliefs are created and formed based on your, you know, experiences and the things that happen and how that perpetuates and, you know, like, so that gets more into, you know, the, all of the coaching world and, you know, how the mind works and all this stuff. But it was, it was an excellent book to just really give you this overview of not just you, but how we came to be who we are and, where belief systems come from and why, uh, you know, we kind of, why it's, why it's a really good thing to question them because so many of these belief systems, we are, you, we're just um, not used to, we're uh, accustomed to believing even when society has evolved and they don't make any sense anymore, right? Because as a society, we don't question them. We just no. follow them as a given even when they no longer fit. And I believe that he talks about marriage, the institution of marriage and why it no longer works in this society and why there's so many divorces because people live longer, you know, like certain, certain institutions that we have in place, they just no longer work the way they used to because we have evolved, but the beliefs have not evolved with us, right? The the technology or however you want to call it, hasn't, hasn't evolved with it right yeah like our yes. belief, like, yeah yeah what worked fine back then doesn't necessarily work today and this is this is where corporations really get stuck in you know like i know he's he's done a lot of work in corporations where they've hung on to well we've always done it that way yeah right? well, yeah working. exactly exactly <laughs> exactly I, we I, keep doing things that don't work for us right because the belief system is there yeah I um I read that book too and I loved it. It was is it was right around the same time I I had re- I had read Inside Out, um and it but it reminds me and I'm not sure if it was in that book or or if it was from someplace else but it's it's the roast story right and I know I think Vision even even in one of his podcasts talk like you know like the newlywed couple that is having a roast dinner and he the the husband notices that the wife cuts the end of the roast off. And he's going, well, that's kind of weird. You know, like, why why are you doing that? And he says, well, it, it adds flavor. And he says, oh, really? He says, yeah, that's the way my mother um, mm. you know, cooked it and, and, and all this other kind of stuff. So anyways, long story short, you know, he goes up the line and he talks to the mother and the mother says, oh, yeah, sure. I mean, we've been doing that for years. It adds flavor. It's, it's how I was taught how to cook. And so the, he finally goes up to the to the grandmother and said, you know, said like, what's what's going on with this roast? You cut the ends off the roast. Are they still doing that? The only reason why I did it was so I could fit in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's yeah. how it. Like we never questioned it. It's sort of like, oh, that's the way mom did it. That's the way dad did it. That's the way you know we've been doing it for years, but nobody ever questions. Why the hell are we cutting the ends of the roast stuff? Like it doesn't make and some, some of those like reasons and interpretations get blurry and like yeah, you know, oh. like modified as they get oh, passed on the, and we still yes, believe yes. them, right? <laughs> but I love how I don't remember that story from the book. See how I just discovered there's a new chapter in that book? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, is, it is a good book. It is it is a it is a, a um yeah, I mean I it's uh, it's something um 
I was happy to read and I've read it a couple of times, actually. It was the audio version. And um, and I ended up getting the Kindle version, too, because there was because it's almost acted act, acted as a reference book to me. Like there was yeah, because you know, it has a lot of active and that's why it's yeah. an excellent book for self-development, because there's a yeah. lot of active like, uh, you know, actions that he has you take yeah. to to clarify all these things, I think is the the what are they called the 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 10 questions the most 10 most important questions yes yeah right, right. so thing. he really gets you to do the work to clarify all this yep. stuff and so he gets you started on self-development it's a very like, practical really, book yeah that's so, yeah. yeah yeah so i i really because he is an engineer and he's a very practical man as well right well, he's, if, uh, he's got that if anybody side. wants to learn more about vision um you know go to you know he he created like he revolutionized the whole idea of what a university should be oh yeah, yeah. like education well, well self-development too i mean well, i think like the way yeah like, like the whole thing, but he's, too. he's into so many different things like it's so if you go to mind valley um dot com you can see all the different things that he has available to him there's a wealth of information there a wealth of courses and and um you know and and all these people that we're talking about all have web pages and websites and 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 lectures and you know just youtube um to learn i mean Deepak, Deepak Chopra is pretty <laughs> well yeah. known too right yeah. oh no that's what i mean like Deepak yeah. vision yeah. uh michael neal's got tons of yes. stuff out there what I what I enjoy about every single one of, uh, and I've looked at the list of our authors, is that they're givers. There's so much free information out there that they're mm -hmm. more than willing to share, because they know they know when people feel good, they tend to do better, and that's all we really want, right? We just want people to feel good, feel better, better, and and they do better. It's a simple formula, right? It's a simple you, you know what I was thinking that something came up to me for, you know, in regards to the first book, what really got me to pick up his book specifically as a person that wasn't really sure about <clears throat> spirituality and what's after this, right? It's the fact that he's, you know, he's a doctor, right? Yes. Yes. So the, he has the science background and the way I feel like, you know, you feel towards someone that has that background gives you a little bit more trust if you're a skeptic right yeah and uh, and i think what i really love about vision is that he does so much research you know like he's totally. not just claiming this yeah. stuff you know like he ba really backs it up with a, with a ton of research and yeah. and explains things in a way that you understand it and makes sense to you i for me yeah. for me personally i learned that it's important for me to understand it Right. And yes. I think that's that's kind of what all these three books for me have as a common thread yeah. that I, I, you know, I needed to understand those concepts, really, you know, grasp them. Yeah, profoundly. absolutely. And, and that's always been, you know, the, the 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 foundation of my coaching is 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 to have people have a have a deeper understanding. Right. For themselves. Right. And, and, and this is why I picked this book um, by Michael A. Singer. I, I read all of his books. Um, and when I came across him, and, th and this was another one of those, like it was a spinoff from, from Mind Valley and Michael Neal. And because I was really getting engrossed in this, okay, so, so I'm getting all these in individuals that are speaking all the same language, like what the heck is going on kind of a thing. And then I came across Michael michael singer and i listened to a couple of his uh lectures and um interviews that that are on youtube and and his background his story was fascinating like the surrender experiment was basically how he just said okay for i think it was like i uh, for about what was it and you can correct me if I'm wrong but i think it was like a one-year experiment where he just basically said yes like he was just gonna I, I, I understand he was like he did it his whole life, you know, like he well, started with was, let's experiment, but yes. then that's how he lived the rest of Absolutely. his life, like surrendering some really massive, thing. but you know, you're, you're referring to the surrender experiment right now, yes. right, which is, I read that book, yeah, yeah. 
so it's it it, it so it, it it intrigued me right because it's sort of like because because the foundation of a lot of our coaching is surrendering those belief systems that we talked about mm-hmm. surrendering you know the habitual thinking that we have you know surrendering all these different things and 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 he's big on letting go like that's his big oh, yeah. thing, letting go yeah. right so this um this latest book living from a place of surrender uh really embodies the experiment of you living from a place of surrender and it's another one of those really like practical books in the sense of it 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 talks you through the whole untethered soul experience but it's more mm. in action and there's 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 an intellectual knowledge that you get from books which is really wonderful you know you can you know and it yes you can quote things from this and all that other kind of stuff but when you embody it and start living it and experiencing it and exper- experimenting for yourself what it does that that alone really changes the game and it really changed the game for me because rather than speaking from an intellectual level which you know it's like i said i i've i've read i must have read you know maybe a thousand books i don't know but in the in the high hundreds and i could quote tons of things right i know you can <laughs> yes <laughs> it, but, but it but, but they come up but to speak from the experience of it's different, it's a different, yeah. different, different thing altogether. And, <laughs> and so that's why I really enjoyed the book. Um, um, and he, he, I did it from an audio um, and, uh, and it just points to, you know, when we get busy and thinking in our head and, and, it, and it looks like, Oh, we're not just not going, let that go, just let it go. And, and resting back in to that, no space, that no mind, um, that flow state that we point to, um, where wisdom has a chance of speaking, where your innate uh, resilience resides, and and um, yeah, no, I found it uh, really, really, really because the one of the things I that from a and you've heard this from from your clients too, I'm sure, is that oh, I find it such a struggle to let go. You know, oh, I mean, it's don't we all? <laughs> well, <laughs> who, who finds it super easy? You know, I mean, it's a muscle. Well, we always talk it, about how well, it's, it's a muscle. It's, right? It is. It is. And then what I and and what I love about this 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 guy named Michael A. Singer, right? You know, like uh, I in this interview that he had with um, with uh, uh, Tony Robbins, um, which was a really good because it was Tony Robbins listening. Believe it or not, Tony Robbins listening <laughs> was listening um, for once. <laughs> Um, and it's on YouTube, but he, but he said, he said like, he, cause that's the question. He's like, like, isn't it hard to let go? And he said, and he, and he pointed, he put a pen up and he said, you see the pen? He said, that's how easy it is. And, and okay. Like I, I said, okay, wait a minute. Like, right. (laughs) Um, so anyways, you know, on my last book, I'll talk about this. Um, and, uh, but I started to really pay attention to, again, the belief systems that we create, and this is all where we're talking about the conditioning Mm -hmm. that we've had over the years and what we believe to be a struggle is really a subjective truth. It's, it's really within us. Right. So, um, yeah, so, uh, it, it was a really, uh, it really launched me. I, I could feel an exponential change um, from from that, actually. So. Yeah, and, and you know, this concept of surrender is something that was in Synchro Destiny, right? Yeah, in the surrender experiment, common, right? yeah. in even this book you're talking about. And, and sometimes it does take, a, you know, in the book, Letting Go, I think we had an episode on, on the yeah. book as well. Yeah. And, and it does take getting these different perspectives and this, these different ways of explaining it from different people for you to grasp it sometimes, right? And for you to really, you know, you take a little bit here, you take a little bit there, you experiment with this, you experiment with that. And, and then you kind of figure out your way of surrendering. And it is very much a muscle. It's a muscle. It's a slow building muscle, right? As yeah. human beings, we have the tendency to 
just not have that patience, want it to happen right away, you know, and that surrender is everything but that, right? It's not going to just happen because you want it to happen. It's the opposite of that, right? So it, it is, it is, it is, while it is so simple, it's also so tricky for people to implement it because it goes against who we are, right? What we are wired. And, to and, be, and, it, right? and that points back to, to the other two books that you were talking about, you know, is that, you know, the key messages from them is noticing, right? So noticing and then surrendering, yeah. And then when vision says, when you notice that you're running a belief system, when you're running a, where you're plugged into to something, right? It's again, it's that. And then Michael Singer would say, you know, it's like, oh, wait a minute. Let's, let's, let's pull the plug on that one, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and uh, yeah, it's it's all uh, all very uh, all very cool. So, um, excellent. Now, I'm gonna have to read this, this book too. <laughs> <laughs> is this so? This next book is this your number one, or you don't really have a favorite, or or how did this one come? Yeah, up? I don't I don't really have a favorite because they all did something so different for me, right? And they, I you know, the way I pick my books is. I have, I have a list of, you know, my wish list on audiobook. You know, I write down all the titles that are suggested to me. And as I finish one book, I just sample them. And, and I just ask myself, what do I need right now, right? What speaks to me in this moment? And it always happens to be the exact book that I need to read in that moment Isn't for where I'm at, funny. you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so I, I've done that, you know, I have I have a few things in the queue and I had these books that I really wanted to read them all. And in this last, you know, this third book that I put up there, it's not third or second or first, it's like, but it is one of my absolute favorite books. Mm -hmm. It's the book by Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Because for me, this book just really brought it all together in terms of really understanding how to rebel against myself, right? Rebel against everything that I'm wired to be and all the things, all the sabotaging mechanisms that were happening in my brain and all things that are intellectually new by the time I picked up this book. But the way he explains it and this, the scientific point of view and, and the, all the research and the testimonials and just knowing how this works made it less abstract, right? Knowing that the pineal gland creates a certain state of being for you, it made a difference for me. It, did, it wasn't as like, you know, spiritual and, and, you know, like it's just is, and it's a very like subjective experience. Like he really like puts this down and explains how this stuff chemically works in your body. And, you know, like talks about quantum physics and the energy field. And again, when you start digging into his work, and I would say with him specifically, digging into his work is a process that's not just about listening to one seminar, like you have to listen to him over and over and over and over again, because he talks about pretty complex scientific, you know, processes and systems and, you know, concepts that, you know, it may take you some time to grasp, but it's so worth it. So I picked up this book. It wasn't the first uh, exposure I had to his work. I watched his seminars. I watched uh, his, I think I actually watched Rewired, which yeah. I would say for anyone that wants to get acquainted with his work, that's the best way to get acquainted with yes. Joe Dispenza's yeah. work, just yeah. because it's, it's it, there's imagery that actually explains all this stuff that he talks about. Because it can be quite it can be quite discouraging the first time you pick it up if you've never heard of these concepts. It can be a little complex to you know to read. It's not an easy read until you get it and you understand what he's talking about. Yeah. But when you do, it's like the most revealing, you know, like type of knowledge that you can have, right? I really, really find myself applying so much of the knowledge that came from him in, in the way I coach people, in the way I, you know, guide people to just really look at things and yeah. understand their bodies and their mind and, and how all of this is connected, right? Because so, he talks about the body and the spirit. Again, the scientist that talks about not just science, but also something more spiritual and you know Deepak Chopra is the same thing right they yeah. have both those perspectives and they bring them together they don't have that separation 
right? You know, so I, I am very non-dualistic. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I found his work absolutely revealing. I love his dedication to it. I love how true he is to his work and how he just keeps like collecting, you know, evidence yeah. and data and you know, like testimonials and just really prove, you know, his talk with, with facts, right? Yeah. Which for some people those are really important. Like now I can just pick up a spiritual book and just really read it in a different way not be a skeptic but i started as a skeptic right and yeah. so you know that it really spoke to me but yeah i i highly recommend breaking the habit of being yourself maybe not as the first contact with his work because like i said <laughs> it, can, it can be you know it can be quiet well, if you're if you're you know? if you're kind of the analytical scientific you know like if you're looking for the evidence um basis right you know like a lot of a lot of you know, the minute that we say spirituality, everybody goes, woo, woo, you know, it's like, yeah, you're going to be hot rocks and, and all that other kind of stuff. But it, but there's spiritual just means we're, we're looking into the, the, the formless energy, right? And that's that energy that's, that flows through every, every living thing out there, right? It's the same thing. Even every single one of our, our, our authors in our book list are all spiritual individuals every yeah, single yeah, they're all spiritual yeah. and they all point to you know like michael singer says you know like like here here's a flash you're all made of stardust right mm -hmm. we're all we're all part of that energy that created the universe like we're all part of it right you know einstein says you know energy cannot be destroyed it only changes right so so we're it's all pointing towards that same thing um and um, yeah, I love, and I love this, what I what, what catches me about uh, Joe Dispenza's title of this book is, um, is how to lose your mind, right? Which is a new one, yeah. concept of that, that habitual mind, the conditioned mind, you know, that we, and then create a new one, which get, opens up the, the, the door to the possibility of anything out there like you have you know we can create a new life we can create you know a new experience you know all these different things so um and and i love how he you know he's, he's really big on meditation you know getting it into a quieter mind and and much like some of the other like uh, there's so many other things like uh, you know like sad guru is another book i i wanted to bring in but i only had three. <laughs> no, it was it's all my fault. No, Rick had started with five, and I was no, like, "Let's do I mean, three. <laughs> but it's, it's it's interesting though. Like each one kind of resonates, and and they and even though they might say all the same thing, you know, there's something within each one that will speak to you, right? And then when you find that one that speaks to you, then just follow it. Just follow it, right? And yeah. I and and there's a lot of Joe Dispenza that that I really appreciate because he talks a bit about, you know, like in some of the other books, you know, the post-trauma, the traumas, you know, and how the body, body starts to manifest, fest those things. And, you well, know, illness. And he talks a lot about illness as well. Right. Which yeah. is, which is a little bit different than some of the other self-development yeah, work that, you know, you usually get into as a coach. He really speaks to the greater, broader concept of how much really the mind controls and creates to the to the molecules to affecting the way like molecules and you know like the, your your body systems work you know yeah. based on your beliefs and there's another a book you know by him that you are the placebo that i yes next on my on my list of books to read i'm really actually excited to read that book i'll probably pick it up next uh but yeah you know he has a he has an huge body of work that yeah. if you really want to dig into it and and pick it up i think a lot of life will make sense to you because it really goes from the atom to your you know to molecules in your body to Ooh. energy fields and the quantum field and you know the divine and mystical experiences i mean it's it's kind of unique in a sense if you think about it yeah. and how much of it we create right with our thoughts it all it all goes back to that right absolutely it all it all goes back to that and that yeah. and that that's that's my last book is the uh, yeah in uh and it and it and the reason why i picked this book um 
because it it it's actually brought me full circle mm. 40 years it was and I, and I even used the title as I am missing something that links this all together mm. <laughs> like I'm, like when I'm trying to put my workshop and course together and 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 what I had had uh, for an experience 40 years ago and um and the reason why it kind of comes full circle because when I was living on Salt Spring, he also was living on Salt Spring. Oh, interesting. Yes, and I've and I told this particular story of meeting, and I and I, the way I described it to my to my wife at the time, um, who's still the wife of this time. <laughs> oh, no, it didn't come across right. Rick. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. But uh, I said to her, I said, um, I think I just had a Jesus moment. And she says, like, what do you mean, right? And he says, I had this guy come up to me just out of the blue. We're on a ferry going across, like it's a 30-minute ferry ride to this island. I had this guy just come up to me out of the blue. He, I, I felt so comfortable talking to him. I started to share what I was up to and all this other kind of stuff. And then after it was all over, um, he disappeared. I, and I like I just turned my back for a second and I to look at something in the ocean. I went back and he was gone. Oh. And, and I now now Sid is is passed away, but I've told some of his friends and various other acquaintances that knew him at that time. And he said, "Well, that sounds so much like what Sid would do. He would just randomly walk up to strangers and just sort of talk." you know, casually about them. Right. And he, and he was kind of asking me about, you know, some, like, here's a strange question. Like, what are you worried about going to Salt Spring? Like, you know, like what we're, what's on your mind? And I said, well, I'm kind of curious about the people. And he said, he said, well, what kind of people do you, do you encounter where you live now? And I said, well, they're really friendly. They're, you know, like they're neighborly and we, we get along and, help each other and all this other kind of thing. He says, I have a feeling you're going to find those same people on Salt Spring. <laughs> and, and it was like, and I, and I kind of like, yeah, you know, that's probably true. And I turned to turn to, to thank him and he was gone. And I looked all over the boat for, for this, this guy. Anyways, um, <clears throat> Michael Neal had mentioned it in his, his Ted talk and in the book and and so I started to to go and where everybody goes for research. I'm still here. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot to do this not, today. Not so much color. No, no. No, 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 but I don't look as Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> You're always radiant. Anyway. <laughs> the, um, so, uh, he, so I started doing some, you know, looking at in his background. And, and Sid Banks was a very simple guy. Like he was a welder. And back in the early 70s, he also had um, a, a sort of a, a, an awakening and, and he became kind of a mystic and he wrote several books and things like that. He, he was in, I don't, I'm not sure, the story kind of changes a little bit, but, but what woke him up was he, was he was either having golf or he was in a conversation with his, with his therapist and, and he told us, he says, he says, I'm, I'm, I'm depressed. Mm. And his therapist said, or a psychologist or whoever it was at the time, he says, Sid, Sid, you're not depressed. You only think you're depressed. Mm. And, and he was kind of like, oh, okay, well, I don't know what that was all about, but okay. So they carried on, you know, but that evening something clicked, something clicked. And the missing missing link is the psychology, the the and and the connection between spiritual. So it's it's the connection from the formless, which is the spiritual energy, to the form, to what we see here, like mm -hmm. everything that that is solid that we feel is solid, right? And the missing link is thought. Oh, That's, it's the that. creative. It's the creative force between the the link between what is formless and bringing it into the form right it's the most powerful thing that we have in in 
within us, right? It's like we have the ability to create anything. And that's what Michael Neal says about, about you know, the Play-Doh. We can create monsters or we can create flowers. Um, you know, Deepak has said that several times. Joe Dispenza talks about, you know, the, the conditioning, the conditioned mind, you know, when we let go of all those habits and various other things, what, what are we left with, right? That's and, and, and by the way, they all have had mystical experiences oh, too. Totally. Yes. Yeah. They've all had they've had yeah. their share of it, right? Yeah. So I like I I like this book. It's it doesn't go into into any big depth or anything, but it's very much um like every page is a a, a thought of that Sid Banks had. So like like it's like you could go to like just open it up randomly. And there'll be some, some um, a passage that he has written, and it's sort of like it's food for thought. It's this like mm. this this yeah I can, you know. And so he talks about you know like we are, and this is this is the insight I got just recently. Um, he talks about we're always one thought away from mental wellness, mm. and I, I always thought that when he was saying that he was referring to we're looking for that one thought mm. and and it suddenly occurred to me that it's not a thought that we're looking for it's the fact that there is a thought that's keeping us away from mm. and i thought oh my god and now i i see that because we our default and the, uh, all the authors, you know, speak to that. Our default is to rest in peace, is to live in peace, and mm. and and to have that one thought. It's that one thought that keeps us away from that, right? So it's it's really about that flow state where you have no thought, like you're releasing that when you're in meditated state, like uh, Joe Dispenza and Michael Singer talk about. Even Vision talks about going into those chambers where there's absolutely nothing like he goes, you know, he, he where you get into the beta waves and, and various other things, you know, and from those places, that's when, you know what? I think I'm going to create a microphone or I'm going to like, you know, like that's where creativity really starts to embellish, right? It comes from the formless into the form. So, yeah, no. So the missing link was literally the missing link for me i love it i'm gonna yeah. have to check it out yeah no it's a, I, it's a wonderful book i love that we didn't pick the same books <laughs> no but we've we've kind of read the same books a couple, yeah. you know, the yeah. same authors anyways yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah no no it's uh it's wonderful and and you know the people that are watching it uh now and and watching it later um please please comment um on some of the books that that you have found helpful over the years and share it with share it with our group. Um, I'm always looking for, for fresh and new insights, Me too. different, different new titles. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's like, uh, it's, you know, when we, and this is the, this is the problem with, you know, getting into one kind of box, right? It's like, Oh, I don't want to listen to anything else. But the more we expand, the more we, we find not only commonality, but we also enrich, our lives that way too right so diversity um of teachers diversity of thought i find really points of view yeah just interpretation of the same thing or explanation of the same thing right yeah. really we put everything through our own filter that in inside out experience right even you know every author that has written these books has put it through their own filter and they're explaining it in a way that made sense to them right yeah yeah and, yeah. and you resonate with whoever speaks your language in that sense, right? So, but I uh, guarantee you, I'll, I'll guarantee you, each one of the books, each one of the books <laughs> will, will clean your filter. <laughs> yeah, some of that, some of that. Yeah, I, you know, and, and that's why I picked the books that I picked. Obviously, I have so many more books that I would have liked to put on that list, but. You know, I felt like those are good books that really start opening you up in all these different dimensions of, Absolutely. you know, being a human being and of life, right? Yeah. Spiritually, mentally, you know, like the way the stuff really actually works scientifically on a body level. 
so yeah, I felt like that was a really good, that's kind of the sequence in which I re read them yeah. as I was preparing, you know, as I was, you know, like ready for each one of those books. I really believe in that. I really believe that just the, the right books land in my life exactly when I need them. It, 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 precisely, precisely. And that's that synchronicity. That's that, you know, that <laughs> a lot of these people point towards, right? You yeah. know, and, they, and that's exactly what it is. It's keeping your mind open and, and just asking, okay, so like what, what, what would be important right now? What would be the most important thing right now? And then, and then um, I think, I forget who it was. I think it was Michael Neal talked about that a book literally fell on his head while he was in a bookstore. Mm, there you go, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, it is <clears throat> like, oh, well, I guess I, maybe I should pay attention to it. Adina, uh, Dina brought up Gabriel uh, Bernstein. I love her. Um, uh, she's got a great Ted talks and, and other things there and, and several other books. Um, well worth, well worth investigating. And uh, yeah. And please, please continue to, to, uh, to comment and share with us uh, your books. Uh, those that are listening to the, uh, to the recording, um, we will, we're, we're always monitoring and we will respond and we love to engage. So be sure to like, now we're broadcasting on YouTube now. We have our own YouTube channel. We're growing. <laughs> graduated. Yeah, we graduated. Ourselves. Yeah, yeah we, fight, we figured it all out. Uh, very simple. And um, and, and, and there's a gentleman that, that might be still watching, Paul, if you are. Uh, thanks, thanks for the lead. And because and, uh, he, he directed me into the YouTube channel. Um, and because uh, I, had, I had a few questions about that whole thing. And I mean, anyway, you did it all. So it thank you, Rick, for getting right. us on YouTube. I just I just planted the seed <laughs> like I love to do. And I, you know, and you did it. So thank you for doing okay. that. So. OK, yeah, uh, I have to I have to get to an appointment. Um, so thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening and and watching. Uh, thank you, Fatih, for a, for a great list of, uh, of books. And, and once again, I, 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 I'm always learning. I'm always learning uh, um, stuff from you, and, and I appreciate that. So, um, likewise, likewise. Yeah. And um, be, sure, be sure and like our page and like <laughs> our YouTube channel. because Subscribe. Yeah. Is that it? Subscribe. Is that what it is? Subscribe. <laughs> subscribe. Subscribe. There'll be a link. Hit it and uh, follow, like, like, and subscribe. Figure it out. <laughs> whichever I, yeah, is. Yeah, whichever. Yeah, whichever. All right. Okay. All right. Bye, bye Rex. See you next week. You bet. Ciao. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate every listener that is committed to the journey of transformation. And if you found value in today's episode, join us for the next conversation as we take on a new topic every week. Subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss any tips and insights. Your experience of the show means a lot to us. So please help us amplify our impact by posting an honest review. This action matters to us more than you know. You can find us on social media at An Honest Look Podcast and on our YouTube channel at An Honest Look. Bye for now. Ciao, ciao, and until next time. <laughs>